Hello and welcome um, back to Odd Talk. It's been a while. Um, I think it's been good though. I've been doing a lot of work um, on myself and just kind of like getting um, into line my priorities and things that I value and just spending a lot of time just like focusing on me and what is important and my priorities and really kind of focusing on like this idea of like what is happiness and how do I achieve that continuously and not just in a moment um it's been really great and so um I've just been doing a lot but um the purpose of today's podcast is because I today I've been reading this book and it's called um the Body is Not an Apology, and it's by Sonia Renee Taylor. So it's about, like, the power of radical self-love, um, which for somebody who is currently struggling and being treated for um, body dysmorphia and an eating disorder, I found this book really hard um, to kind of deal with because of how distant this idea of radical self-love felt for me um like it's this idea that we need to love ourselves unconditionally and like you know you need to embrace like this urgent truth and whatnot and I think it's a great idea I really do And I think it's a great book and I really would recommend it to anyone. But for the state that I am in currently and for the progress that I have to make, radical self-love is so distant from me that it seems like a goal that is years away rather than month away. And it's something eventually I would like to achieve, but right now it's just not attainable. And so... Sometimes reading something like that, it can be really difficult to read it and try to apply it to my life because I feel like shit because I don't know how to do that or it's just, it's really difficult. And so I've been kind of, you know, thinking about like, well, if this idea of radical self-love is so far away and I did a podcast about body positivity versus body neutrality and so I'm kind of more dealing with this side of um, body neutrality, but I'm in this Buddhism class right now and just kind of talking about how, you know, there's no, Buddha has no idea of time. Time is not a thing. Time does not exist. There is no idea of time, right? You just are, you're just there. I am in the moment, right? And so I've been trying to think of myself as that more recently because that seems something that's more obtainable is I'm not anything positive and I'm not anything negative. I'm just here. And so that's been a really big thing. And so, you know, I read this book and she also came out with a workbook called um, Your Body is Not an Apology Workbook. And so I just did the first... um, they they have different tools in it. And so I just did tool number one. Um, and it gives me just some prompts to go off of, which was great. Um, 
And so then it wanted me to clock my media consumption. Um, right? And how much time like I spend on social media. And so my questions that I was asked were like, what messages do I feel directed at specific like, to my body specifically that I'm receiving from social media? And it's all weight loss and being skinny, being toned, not muscly, but not jacked. And don't eat these foods because these foods are going to make you fat and X, Y, and Z. And only eat veggies. Don't eat carbs. Eat a lot of protein. Don't drink this. No processed food. Which, sure, yeah, it sounds healthy. But it you have to have a balance with it. And it's not attainable. It's not reasonable at all. And so... That's all my social media feed is, are all diet culture, and it's all about weight loss, and it's all about being skinny and being accepted, and blah, blah, blah. And so I think that, like, and then, so then my next question was, what messages do you think are being asked to be, like, to you? Or what messages do you think you are being asked to take away with you? And, you know, it's this this idea of, like, the per- perfect girl, or the perfect version of yourself. But like you're never going to be perfect. You're never going to be anything good or anything bad. You're just I just I just want to be. And so that's been a big focus of mine is just being. Nothing good like again, nothing good, nothing bad, just there. And then um Just that I just kept writing like weight loss is advertised, like blank program and whatnot. Um, and the messages that are being conveyed about, um, bodies that are put out there that are like, this is, you know, this is the one perfect body type, right? You're toned, you're skinny, you're lean, you eat healthy, you have perfect skin, perfect hair, no this, no cellulite, no this, blah, 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 like, fuck, is that no other body is good enough unless it is that body specifically. And you need to be changed, otherwise you're not accepted. And fuck that, man. Fuck that. Because we all should be accepted. And we're all amazing individuals. And the world would be shit if we all were the same person. So, no. We should not have to be this one ideal person. Because my ideal self, for myself, is completely different than what your ideal self is for yourself. Completely different. Um, And so... So then it says, who is missing from the media? And I think who's missing is people from all shapes and sizes. I just watched um, this Lizzo documentary. And yeah, sure, you might be thinking like, oh, what the fuck, it's Lizzo. Yeah, what the fuck, it is Lizzo. Like, I saw her in concert and probably was one of the most impactful experiences of my life. Like, she was, she was incredible absolutely incredible incredible because she went on stage and was like yeah I'm fucking what you all consider to be big and I'm black and she went out there and she owned everything that society has put and pinpointed and stickered and stamped her with all these stereotypes all of these negative comments and she said I am that but I love it And I want you to own everything about yourself. 
even if people don't like it, even if you're not accepted with what is considered perfect or the social norm or what you need to be to be accepted. She put out such a good message, but what she was saying in her documentary was that she really struggled for a while with music because she literally quote unquote says, no one wanted to sign a fat black girl, right? Like, That is what's missing from our society, I think. I think that people of all colors, all sizes, all shapes, all heights, all weights, everything are missing because it's scary or it's uncomfortable. And like we categorize those people as something like our brains have to, like you feel the need to categorize everything into little categories, right? Like primary colors or oh the all my shirts are red they're gonna be in one section or all of those people have brown hair and those people have blue eyes and these people are five feet tall but those people are six feet tall or this girl looks like she has a little bit of fluff on her stomach so she's gonna go in category a and this girl is way too tiny she needs to go into like we have to put everyone in these fucking categories. And so if you're not in the category considered perfect or right or accepted, well, you're f- fuck, fuck, if, fuck if it matters. If you're not in that category, you're a fucking outcast. Fucking get away. And that is so horrible because especially with social media and these things, these algorithms, right? We are not getting everything we're getting a snapshot of the entire picture you take a picture of a mountain and you zoom in on a fucking tree are you kidding me do you know how many trees are in that picture so many you are looking at one tree in a fucking forest so it really frustrates me when I got this question on my book because it's who like who's missing what message does that convey to you and it conveys to me that there are there's one body that's accepted there's one way to look that is accepted and that's it and if you're not that well fuck fuck everything sorry i'm a little i'm a little bit sick um and so it just it really got me frustrated so then i um went on in my book and I did a media detox and I did that today and I was a little bit nervous um beforehand and I got up this morning sorry um I got up this morning and I I worked out I cooked myself a really good breakfast my coffee maker was finally working and I was like you know what fucking do it Right? There's going to be no good time to do it because you're trying to find the right time to do it. And there's going to be no good time to do it. It's just you need to do it. So I pulled out my book. And so I it, they called it a fast or a detox from social media. Which I really liked because, you know, that's like it kind of what it is. And before I started, it asked me to think about the experience of a 12-hour detox. Which is what I've done. And I'm recording this and I still haven't got on it. And this is three hours after um, the time that I said I would go back on it, essentially.
And anyway, so it asked me to think about like, how is it going to impact me? What am I looking forward to? What am I dreading? Um, what's the best thing that can happen? And I'm definitely was like, I was really looking forward to it because I was excited to see how I reacted and what feelings came about, but I was also dreading it. And I could feel while I was writing this, the anxiety building in me of not being able to check my phone or check my social medias or see what my friends are doing. You know, I mean, Snapchat is my main line of communication with a good chunk of my peers. And I like to think that the people that really do matter are going to have my phone number. And if something's wrong or if they want to talk to me, they're going to text me or call me. But there is still that fear of like, fuck, I'm not on my phone. I'm not on Instagram. I'm not on Snapchat. And, you know, like... I'm not going to be a part of it. And so I started to feel these kind of symptoms of withdrawal like a drug addict would feel. Like I started to feel like, oh my God, like I need it. I need it. I need it. Anyway, so I started at 8.30 in the morning and um, I had two check-ins that I did throughout the day at four-hour increments. So um, at four, my four-hour check-in, which was I think at like one, uh, I said... Or it asked me how the detox was going, what's happened, my reactions um, that I maybe had that I wasn't expecting. And I said it was really, really fucking hard because I have such an urge to just click on my phone. Like, right, I'm between classes and I don't have anything to do. Oh, I want to scroll through Instagram. No. Or I go into class 10 minutes early. Well, no one's wanting to sit and talk. They're all sitting on their phone Snapchatting or TikToking or Instagram. So it was like, fuck. So I was reading or I was doing more homework, which honestly was great because in between classes, I had a couple hours where I was able to sit down and actually crank out homework that I needed to be doing and um, actually focus on my studies because I couldn't just like, oh, I'm feeling bored. I'm going to get on my phone. It was like, no, you're not. I mean, you could stare at your phone, but there's nothing there that you're going to get out of it. Um. And so I, this morning, I set a screen time limit to a minute because I was on my phone in the morning. And so like the limit had said it was up because there were a couple times I clicked on Snapchat or I clicked on Instagram, but it was like screen time limit is, is done. Like you can't go on your phone or like you could, like you can choose to like bypass that. Huh. Excuse me. Um. Because I was going to click on, like, I kept clicking on them and I knew I was going to. Um, and so that was just super difficult. And I'm really glad I did that because I feel like if I opened the app, it would have been like, oh, like just five minutes, but then it would not have worked, um, at all. And so then I had an eight hour check-in, which was about 4.30. Um, so it asked what the part of the fast was most challenging, why, um, when the urge to break the fast comes up, what strategies are you using to move for them? So I was having, I got home from class and I got home, I ate, um, some lunch and then I had like a freak out because I was like, what the fuck? Like, all I wanted to do was sit on my phone. All I wanted to do was just scroll through Instagram and just like fucking like veg out for a second. And I couldn't. And... I was just pissed and I could feel my star start like honestly the like beginning signs of me having a panic attack started to approach um 
and I was fucking, I was scared and I was like, fuck. So I got up and I started to do my, um, like adult coloring book. And then I did some of my puzzle and then I started to embroider a hat, um, and whatnot. But I just, I had to start distracting myself. Other, if I didn't, I probably would have had a panic attack, which was crazy because this is social media we're talking about. We're not talking about anything else. And then it like is interesting because of all the times I've had panic attacks and how much, um, how much maybe it's from social media. Um, and so at 2.36, I pulled out my journal and started to write in it. And I said that I felt really great, but I felt really disconnected from my quote unquote life. So then I started to like question myself, like, is this even a life that I'm feeling like I'm not connected to? It's my phone because my life is what I get up every day to do, right? I get up and I go to school and I, I go and I chase my purpose. That is my life. My life is not my phone and my life is not my Snapchat or my Instagram at all. But I guess I'm realizing, I was realizing kind of how much social media doesn't actually matter. But I can't help but think that it does matter. Like it means so much, even though it really isn't worth anything. Um, And then I was thinking like, I have so much time to just think because I'm not looking at things or seeing what this corgi is doing, right? Like, I'm not scrolling through Instagram reels. I'm not Snapchatting all these people. I'm just here. And so I start thinking about, like, more important things, I guess you could say. Um, you know, I but I also had that, like, stressing component of more time to be like, what are these people doing? Who's Snapchatting me? Who's, who's DMing me on Instagram? Who's liking? Who's who's commenting, who's viewing, right? Going in my brain at all times. But when that wasn't going on, I felt like I was able to actually assess myself. I was more attuned with my feelings and more in tune with my emotions. I was more aware of each action that I did throughout the day rather than covering it up. And I felt happier. Like I was actually felt like I was achieving a level of happiness that was consistent rather than just smiling because my mind sees something that is a pre like so there's this psychologist Freud who came up with these three um these three ideas of the mind essentially and he um is in psychodynamic theory is what he came up with. And he came up with the id, superego, and ego. And it's like you got the angel who's like, oh, no, like, do the right thing. And the devil that's like, ah, like, let's go do something. And then your ego is going to be like, mm, in the middle ground, right? And so that was his main, um, his main thing. And he kind of took psychology in a perspective of rather than the brain and the anatomy of the brain, he's going to look more at the mind, which is like your experiences, your thoughts, um, behaviors, the energies and whatnot. And I saw that today 
I would physically see something and that would put a smile on my face. Or I would hear a song or a podcast or I would, it wasn't Instagram. It was something in the real world that I had experienced previously and my mind made that association and was able to produce the feeling of happiness. I was more present. And so it got me thinking, like, I sit on Instagram or Snapchat and I'm smiling because maybe I see a photo of somebody or I see a super cool video or a funny video or a sad video and that's producing my feelings, right? My experience is through a little square device. Whereas today, my experiences were everything that wasn't on my phone. And I felt happier. And so it just, it, it made me think a lot. Um, I don't know, I thought it was really interesting. Of just how much time I had to think. And I noticed today how obsessive I am over my Instagram and my Snapchat and my Visco and Facebook and whatever, how obsessive I am over those things. But today I felt, I felt obsessive, but I felt less obsessive because I wasn't able to open these apps and be obsessive. So I felt those feelings of wanting to obsess, but I wasn't able to physically like attribute or just, what do I say? To fully like just like put those um, actions into play, and so it was just it was it was interesting. I still had all those urges, but I felt less obsessive because I wasn't actually um, able to distribute my actions. Um, and so then I had a little reflection, and it said. Like when the urge to break the fast came, uh, what was happening around you. And so, like I kind of said before, like when I really had those urges, like, fuck, I just want to break it. Um, I wasn't doing anything. So I was really bored. Um, So like between classes, the start of class, being home, driving, I don't know. Like just when I was not engaged in something it was just kind of when I was sitting because my habit of oh I'm bored I'm gonna sit on my phone or oh I'm bored I'm gonna sit on my phone and scroll through social media or watch TikTok or Instagram or Snapchat or whatnot that is my default and so today I didn't have that default and it felt really weird um and then the feelings that I was feeling were a lot of anxiety um when I couldn't because I didn't know what else to do I didn't know what else I should be doing in the times when I just was sitting. And I think that's really important to remember is that sometimes you just have to let yourself be bored. And and just experience the boredom and acknowledge the boredom and let yourself be bored. You don't have to fill your time and you don't have to take away your time because like Buddha says, there's no time. There's no such thing as time. So just let yourself be. If you're staring at a wall, you're staring at a wall, but you're just taking time to relax because I know I don't do that enough at all. Um, 
But again, I just felt like I had a lot more time to think of things. But especially my passions, I was able to kind of realize, like, to really be like, you know what, that makes me fucking passionate, so I'm going to go do it because, fuck, I'm not going to sit on my phone today and do social media. But, like, you're passionate about psychology? Okay, cool. Go read a book about it or go listen to a podcast or watch a TED Talk or whatever it is. But I just completely removed myself from social media and I just, my passions became so much clearer. Um, And so then it like asked me what my feelings were and I definitely felt lonely and I really understood how much social media fills in that feeling of loneliness, right? It's, it, takes you away, distracts you, and you're like, oh, no, you're not lonely. Like, you can connect with people so quickly. Um, because that's just, like, how social media is. Um, and so, I don't know. I just, it was crazy. It was a really crazy experience. Lastly, it had me do a little reflection on how I feel after. And I said that I feel a lot more present. I feel like I have a lot less clutter, chatter, cluster, whatever you want to call it, going on in my brain. Um, It just, I feel not as concerned with social media as I did maybe this morning. I just, it's just a thing that doesn't really matter that much and I should use it less and take it as I will. And I think also something to remember is like, I feel like I should just be doing this maybe once a week, maybe once a month where just, I need to filter these detoxes and cleanses of social media into my day or into my like life each month a lot more because of all the positive things it had. Um... I was really surprised at these withdrawal symptoms that I had. It felt um, kind of like an addict. Like I needed it. And I feel like I was really determined not to. And there were definitely a couple times where I really thought I was going to fall through and break the chain. But I was surprised by those symptoms of like, I need this, I need this. And then I think with all that being said, I think one thing that I really learned about myself today was how addicted I am to social media. And it sucks and it's sad and I'm frustrated by it, but it's also what my generation and society defaults to and was kind of born into. And so I don't know. I genuinely don't know how to go about my life without it. And I like it. Don't get me wrong, I really do. But I think I'm ready to now do a lot of work to figure out how to positively have social media in my life and what are good balances and what are good tactics and skills to not be so obsessive over it because it's really not that important. I don't think after this exercise, I feel like I've kind of learned that social media really isn't that important in the ways that I think I thought they were. So I don't know. Um, 
anyway, I doubt, totally recommend this to anyone. Um, I really do. I think that you should just take a day and just cut it out and set the, like truthfully set the screen time thing. So your apps are all closed and you can't do them and just see how you're reacting. Cause I'm here, like I said, I'm, I'm now almost four hours away from when I was like allowed back on it and I'm kind of scared to go open them again and I'm kind of excited but I'm scared mostly um I am mostly scared to go back on them so we'll see how it all works but um go go do a social media detox cleanse for 12 hours it's incredible um you learn a lot about yourself and like check in along the way journal along the way and just like fucking hone in to who you are and your values and your passions because they're all there and they're all important and social media tends to hide those a lot fucking a anyway um thanks for listening um my hope is to have more podcasts coming out more regularly um i know i say that every time but um I feel like right now I'm starting to get into a good place where that could actually be a really good possibility and um, whatnot. So yeah, um, thanks for listening and uh, we'll chat. We'll chat soon. Bye.